everyone. Today is January 25th, 2020, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and this is podcast number 150. Unfortunately, Konami has not given us a ton to talk about in terms of game things, so we're going to talk about a lot of esports that has happened. Um, kind of the last tune-up before the KC Cup comes, but we'll talk about some tournaments. Um, dual quest, we have one new card, uh, some card trader things, uh, most of the episode, not most of the episode, but a lot of the episode just to make up for, um, lack of content and also it being the podcast 150th episode, um, just talking to people online, we'll just be talking on Twitter. Doug Dimmaduel has a casual deck of the week, DD Banished deck that will completely send your wallet and possibly you, less likely your opponent because it's a casual deck, but DD Banished deck. Um, we also have upcoming news, so we have all the news coming in for February. So, in terms of my week, um, you know, I'm in Legend. I was at Legend 5 at some point. I don't think I ever hit that final win streak. Maybe won three games in a row at most. And. I think um, I've definitely deranked. I'm still in Legend 4. I think I'm just bouncing between 4 and 5. Last game, I when I last was in 5, I played against Metaphys. And anyone who has listened to this podcast you know, recently knows that I hate that deck so much. And I'm to Grit, like turn 6 Grit. Like, ooh, Grit should be a turn 1 skill, right? But turn 6 Grit. And that was it. I lost. So, yeah, I'm I'm playing Element Sabers as that is my best deck. Element Saber Invoked uh, with a little synchro action with the Clock Tuner, of course. That lets me get into my Black Rose Dragon or Cyframe Zeta plays. I also play Fortune Ladies every so often, and I've noticed that there are some new Fortune Lady decks around. So, you know, the main new addition is Fortune... Future of Fortune, so um, I have a Prismatic version, so I just run that card. There is also a Fortune Lady deck that hit King of Games with uh, Fortune Fairy Hikari, so I'm trying out that deck too. Um, I am a little, like, I, if you listened last week, I had surgery. I, I don't think I was talking with surgery. I think I recorded everything before I had my surgery, but um, I'm talking a little worse than normal, if that's possible because I had sinus surgery, so I'm still recovering from that. I'm sorry for any um, stuffiness. Also, happy Lunar New Year for anyone who celebrates that. Okay, so let's get into this week in esports. MCS, Duelings Meta MCS 26 happened Saturday. And if you look at the decks, uh, Shirinui kind of pulled away in terms of you know all the decks brought, not really pulling away in the top thirty-two, but a quarter of them were Shiranui decks, and you know big development of course was the Grass deck, and that seems to be the main Shiranui deck now, Spell Specialist Grass deck. Element Sabers are still doing pretty well. Dark Magicians are coming on pretty hot though, um, they're kind of beating down the door in terms of tournament decks. So let's go through it. Luke Tyler first place. Um, 
Sealed Tombs Dark Magician, and this is a deck that you're going to see top every tournament talked about this week. You'll see. So this deck is a Sealed Tombs deck. One Magician of Dark Illusion, one Kaiku, three Magician's Rod, three Dark Magician, one Cosmic Cyclone, three Dark Magic Circle, one Illusion Magic, two Phoenix Chain, three Magic Magical Neck. Uh, Magician Navigation, 2 Treacherous Trap Hole. It's also an extra deck, but that is only if you're running Eye of Tamias, which is a side deck card. The extra deck is Dark Cavalry, Dark Paladin, uh, Amulet Dragon, and Dark Flare Knight. So, pretty unbeatable when, you know, Magician's Navigation, you got three copies of that. You play it, you get Magician of Dark Illusion and regular Dark Magician. Magician of Dark Illusion serves as your protection, your resurrection thing. And Dark Magician, of course, serves as the beater. Not really the beater, but it also activates the banish effect of Dark Magic Circle. Um, Fiendish Chain. Two copies of Fiendish Chain. Two copies of Treacherous Trap Hole. Um, just, just really good cards. Fiendish Chain seems like a card that people are just putting in decks at will. Uh, the biggest... Thing about this deck is Kaiku. Kaiku, you know, it's been around. Burning Nova, that's, that's when 5Ds first uh, came out, or even before that, it could have been um, GX era. But what it is, is, you know, one of those 1800 guys that spellbooks typically ran. They ran some 1800 guys. And this one has that battle damage ability with targeting those cards in the graveyard and banishing it, but it's not for that ability. It's for that second ability. Your opponent cannot banish cards from either player's graveyard. So this just shuts down Shirinui decks. Have Kaiku out. You can use Sealed Tombs to stall until you get Kaiku. So you just leave him on the board. He hits for 1,800, which is pretty solid. And he locks out the graveyard. So that's why Kaiku has been the biggest development in um, making the case for Dark Magician being a Tier 1 deck. Second place, Frost, Sorcery, Conduit, Element, Saber, Invoked, 22-card deck. Why is it 22 cards? They just threw in Fiendish Chain. Otherwise, you've got uh, typical Element, Saber, Invoked. Three Alistair, three Malehu, one Malo, three Cosmics, two Invocation, three Field Spells, the two Fiendish Chain, three Floodgate, two Wall of D. Typically, when you run those three Cosmic Cyclones, you don't need Element, Saber, Lapoya, but... I think I run it in my deck, and that's something I need to think about because they do have three Cosmic Cyclones. Um, let's see, top four, which is third or fourth place, Gift with Spell Specialist, Grass, Shiranui. So this is pretty much the main... It's become the main Shiranui deck. And there's just a ton of uh, strong interactions going on. You can't, you can't count how many interactions they have with the Graveyard and Banish. And... I feel like a lot of it has to do with the rare card Spirit Master. That's their main, you know, like effect removal card. And then you could just use it to trigger other abilities. You can use it to synchro summon as material. And then you get this free effect destruction. I think when Shirinui ever get nerfed, I think they will get nerfed. I think this is one of the cards that to hit. Maybe one of the tuners as well. Uh, Konami typically does, they don't like punishing people by nerfing. Uh, when I say nerf, limiting putting cards on the limit or semi-limit list. Cards that are like SR, UR cards from boxes. Because it makes me feel that you don't really get any value of the card anymore. It's not like you can turn the card into dust or some kind of 
currency. So, I like to hit lower rarity cards, and this is the perfect dark card to hit. And usually it's a card that causes people to lose, from what I could tell. Causes me to lose a lot. And other top four player, Andy Sang. Spell Specialist Grass Shiranui again. Um, I guess the notable thing is Nine-Tailed Fox. This is a card that's seen play. It's a fire zombie. It makes sense. From Inglorious Bastion, the Tribute to Monsters Special Summon it. It's in the hand or graveyard, so Grass could dump it in the graveyard. Otherwise, you could send two things to the graveyard, which could be your uh, Shade and Level 4 Monsters. So you could just Synchro Summon a monster straight from in the graveyard. So, Nine-Tailed Fox is a useful utility monster. It fits in well with those fire zombies. That is it for the Duel Links Meta Weekly, I mean Meta Championship Series 26. Let's talk about the Meta Weekly. This is Meta Weekly 108. First place, Insano, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician. Would you look at that? It's the same deck as first place in Luke Tyler, MCS deck. Same deck. Second place, Francisco of Transcendent Crystals, Crystrons. This is a deck that always makes it uh, high-placing deck. 30 cards. Um, I guess some notable back row choices. You got three Forbidden Lance, uh, which protects against Dark Magic Circle. Any of the meta traps that, you know, hit things, target things. Like Phoenix Chain, for example, I think it works against that card. Top 4, Minato, Sealed Tombs, Shiranui. This is a Sealed Tomb Shiranui deck, 25 cards, but no grass. So, what it is is a ton of stall. So, let's get the Shiranui cards out of the way. 3 Solitaire, 3 Squire, 1 Spirit Master, and 2 Shiranui Spectral Sword. Um, 2 Gold Sarcophagus, because that goes along well with the Spirit Master. Then you got 2 Kyroids, 3 Cosmic Cyclone. 3 Phoenix Chain, 3 Floodgate, 3 Paleozo Canadia. A ton of stall going on here. Finally, top 4, Luns with Sealed Tombs, Ritual Beast. Nothing exciting here. Um, I'll just tell you what the deck is. 3 Winda, 3 Canahawk, 2 Petalfin, 3 Elders, 1 Apelio, 2 Cosmic Cyclone, 1 Ritual Beast Return, 1 Ritual Beast Bond, 2 Floodgate, 2 Treacherous Trap Hole. Nothing fancy at all here. It's just uh, Ritual Beasts, Tier 3 deck, doing a million things a turn. They hit you with that Contact Fusion, Ultai Apelio. You can't do anything about it. You do a million more things, and they beat you. Last tournament of the day that will be discussed is Battle Phase 33. First place, Serenity, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician. Would you look at that? Same exact deck. One first place in another tournament. Dark Magician is probably going to shoot to tier one thanks to Kaiku. Second place, Adobo Boy, Compensation, Dark Lords. Uh, we haven't seen many Dark Lords in the top four recently. <laughs> we're probably going to see them fall, but no real developments here. Just to remind you of the deck one Morningstar, one Desire, three Ixshell, one Tetlopakia. 3 Nastin, 1 Amdusk, 1 Ukobak, 3 Banishment of the Dark Lords, 3 Cosmic Cyclone, 2 Dark Lord Contact, 1 Sanctified Dark Lord. The Toolboxy deck, they typically run Morningstar Toolbox. Third place, Iluan XD, Sorcery Conjuit, 
Element Saber invoked. Um, notable back row here, Shin Zeng Hu. Shin Zeng Hu is starting to creep back into the meta. This is a card that has previously seen a lot of play. And I guess that means... I guess it's Fiendish Chain that causes Shin Zeng Hu to come back into the meta. A lot of battle phase only traps. Wall of D is showing up a ton too. And you know, cards like Shin Zeng Hu really... They bite into the monarchy, the, the monopoly that was Cosmic Cyclone. Cosmic Cyclone was just completely rampant as the back row choice. Um, makes a lot of sense. It's the activator for dual skills and whatnot. But Shin Zeng Hu is coming back. That's like I like I like Shin Zeng Hu a lot. And third place, March Sealed Tombs Ritual Beast. Similar. Um, they don't run Shin Zeng Hu, but they they run two Night Beams. That's a you know, you think of a normal spell as being kind of slow, but it can't be countered. So, Night Beam is pretty good against those battle phase only traps. The meta, the Cosmic Cyclone meta, is weakening. So, with the tournaments, we have a update with the Duelings meta tier list. Shirnui are the sh- uh, solo top tier deck right now. Um, they credit the Grass is Greener specialist build. There's so many plays they can make with that deck. Tier 4 is a little crowded. Black Wings, Dark Lords have dropped down. Joining Dark Magician and Element Sabers. I think Dark Magician really has a chance to pull up since they are pretty good against the Tiernoi with Kaiku and Sealed Tombs. That saying they could nerf Sealed Tombs any day now. It's a skill that people played a ton. People don't have a choice. They might just stick with it and Kaiku is a UR. So... I'd go through Burning Nova and buy, get a Kaiku. I'm not really sure. Tier 3, we have Ritual Beast. They just pretty much just show up, um, win games. Cyber Dragons and Dragoon and have fallen off the tier list. Cyber Dragons still a fine deck. Um, probably not in the competitive scene, but they play pretty well in the uh, ranked duels if that's all you need. Still run your Cyber Dragons. Dragoon and was an easy call, I think. Still a bit of a one trick pony, but. Um, you know, it's a wise choice to stay away from that, you know, that box uh, structure deck if you don't have the gems. Really, the only new card we're getting this week is just one card. It's really rare to say that. Um, last week, we had all these boxes come out, like a ton of new cards, but just one this week. And that is from the Dual Quest. This is a card you could get three copies of, actually. It's called Ice Mirror. Normal spell, target one level 3 or lower water monster you control, special summon one monster of the same name from your deck, but it cannot declare an attack this turn. So, what it is, is a situational card. Let's say you have one monster, and you have them in your hand, this card's useless. Or they're in the graveyard, this card's useless. So, it's definitely a monster you probably want three of. Normal spell, it's a little slow, um, and your monster can't attack, so... The monster's coming out for ramp of some sort. Ramp in synchro summoning, ramp or in um, tribute summoning, ritual summoning, whatever. A lot of Christrons, all Christrons are water. A lot of them are level 3 or lower, so there's a fit for that deck. Um, particularly for Quadrian Gandrix, because Quadrian Gandrix requires two tuners. So you can get out, you know, your tuner on the board, get another one out, and then play a different monster. Slop Frog is another consideration. It's a Meta, water, level 3 or lower, so you could just flip a bunch of stuff. 
What about a pet deck with Oystermeister? I used to play the Golden Flying Fish deck. I think I got King of Games with that deck. I'm not sure if I ever did, but I think I got pretty close. But you can get another copy of Oystermeister out, but that's a bit um, clogged the board up with your Oyster tokens too, so probably not worth it. Notable that this dual quest, you can get three copies of Ice Mirror, but two of them you have to grind a bit. You have to fight Jesse and Isa ten times each. And that's just a lot of gate grinding, but it's worth it for getting three copies of a card. Otherwise, you're just stuck with one. You probably have to spend your dual tickets on that card. So another thing that happened is the card trader update. You can get Kiteroid, Crystal Beast, Emerald Tortoise, and Gladiator Beast Darius. They all come from different sources, but it's good for new players to get these cards. Specifically Kiteroid. Kiteroid has been... It was, it was just so broken that they nerfed it right away. It's kind of funny, but um, put in the semi-limited list, so it can't be used with other similarly strong semi-limited cards. So uh, it's, an, it's a chance, though, if you already have Kyroid to make it glossy and prismatic, so you could boost your dual assessment. And that's all I really want as the dual assessment podcast. Uh, Emerald Tortoise is a card for Crystrons. So it's not a card that doesn't see play. It does see play. Gladiator Beast Darius, I forget what. That was from one of those first um, Duelist Chronicles events, but it is a the it's a Gladiator Beast. They're not they're not seeing any play at all, really. Alright, so we have reached the just chatting section of the podcast, and we are celebrating the 150th episode of this podcast. So we're getting close to three years. Uh three years would be one let's see. 162? Yeah, that sounds about right. Or 156. 156. So, close to three years out of this podcast. Um, And really, this is just episode 149, if you're actually counting, because we lost an episode. But, anyways, 150th episode, close to three years. Um, I want to thank everyone who has, you know, listened to the podcast for sure. All the contributors, past and present, Deck Tech, and um, Doug Dimmenduel. Uh, we had uh, Ruxin on the show before. We had world champion Timmy Chu in an interview in a previous episode. And um, also, as I mentioned before, this podcast is losing the old catalog. So we're going to start losing our episodes. Um, there's a syndication limit of 150 on WordPress. So this is episode 150. As I said, there was a fake episode, so 151 would be the limit where we're losing episode 1. But for anyone who wants to go back and check out those episodes, we have them on different sources. Um, They're on the YouTube page. They're on the archive page. The WordPress site itself probably has it. It's just they're going to stop showing up on the uh, podcast feeds themselves. So... If anyone has any questions about that, please let me know. Um, I want to give some shout-outs first before we get to the questions. Um, not questions, the shout-outs. Well, some other shout-outs. Pro Benchwarmer has renamed his podcast to the Chainlink Podcast. It was previous called, previously called the Duelist Inner Monologue. He has rebranded. Um, check him out. I have a link right there. And uh, congrats to him uh, getting engaged. Token Black Yu-Gi-Oh! He has a live podcast called the Trap House Podcast. I also have the link for his um, his episodes there. I think they're live on YouTube from what I could tell. And um, 
he also does a lot of a ton of other stuff. I've heard of this guy before, and um, he makes music. So I'm not into rap or anything like that, but I had to check out a song called Sangin. I mean, you just, if there's a song called Sangin, you have to listen to it no matter what. So uh, pretty cool stuff uh, combining Yu-Gi-Oh and rap. If you want to check him out, his his podcast is there, and you can probably follow his whole uh, YouTube page from that link. Just go backwards and find it. All right, let's talk about the 150th episode. I wrote a tweet. Hey, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links community, I want to hear you as a shout-out for this podcast's 150th episode. Let me know any thoughts or feelings about the game. And I personally, right after... I mean, right before I wrote this, I just rage quit against a Metaphys player and deranked Legend 4. Luckily, I got back to Legend 5, but um, rage quitting is something I used to do a lot when I played Hearthstone. Um, for those who don't know, I have an extensive Hearthstone playing history, specifically um, an arena player. I don't think I really rage quit in the arena, because that costs like a currency, but... I feel like in games I have just, you know, X'd out the game while I was in progress because I was so mad. And part of the reason I left Hearthstone was because of my anger issues playing card games and I thought it was too much. Um, never really happened in Duel Links, but just did against this Metaphys player. Uh, really a deck I hate. I'm not sure if I hate it more than Sylvan's. I might, I might hate Sylvan's more, but they're gone, so they don't really count. But, yeah. Um, sometimes you have to keep your emotions in check. Obviously, stop playing at that point when you're completely tilted because you're going to lose even more games. So I, I rage quit. I may have went to sleep after that. I don't think I even, I even played Warframe or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's not good to play games in a bad state of mind. That's what I've learned. It has flared up here, but you know, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Get to the uh, the tweets. Sefty unimpressed. Well, I just unlocked Crow yesterday. And I'm loving him and his Black Wings deck. Metaphys sucks. Yes, um, definitely get to your characters, get them leveled up. Um, not only will you be getting gems, you'll be getting cards. Crow definitely has some cards that you need for to, to build Black Wings. Um, playing the budget version, you definitely need hit those cards. And if you're playing the pay version, or pay, um, you know, when you have to buy packs, you definitely need some of those cards too. So definitely good on you, and I agree, Metaphys sucks. Gas Station Gyoza says, I'd like to mention that Heart of the Cards is real. I, I'll open two Elder, Cosmic Cyclone, and Plasma. I'll set Elder and Cosmic. Then Unga Bunga will get three monsters on the board in an OTK me. Happens all the time. Yeah, um, card games are, <laughs> are tricky when you know the other person has a beast hand. I do I do know that sometimes I do that. Like, I have, you know, the best hand ever, and I just win the game. Those moments definitely feel good, but then those brick moments feel horrible. Sometimes you'll have to settle with your okay hand and say, okay, I, could, I have a chance here. Your opponent could always play something, you know, weird and unexpected, and you'll lose the duel right away. So that is the uh, thing about card games. Living Sword says, at this point, I'm just... Riding it out and waiting for the XZ's cards. I think it'll change everything. Duel Link's biggest issues is the difficulty getting a significant number of gems and the constant push of new boxes. It should rotate once a month, big box, small box. Yep. Um, I Want My Gems was definitely a big issue. It might have been like a year and a half ago. Um, 
I forgot what was a precipitating factor. I think it was one of those PvE events. They stopped giving out the gems and everyone got mad. And I think that kind of calmed down when they gave us some more things. But now it seems to have ramped up in um, boxes. They've just been pushing up boxes faster than ever. I feel like maybe three weeks before a box now. It used to be a whole month. I think it's three weeks now. So, you know, recently they had the selection box the structure deck EX, and then something else. Um, a bit much, I agree. Um, occasionally, they push two big boxes together in a row instead of the small, bo- the mini boxes. They skip those sometimes. So, um, yeah, Gem Economy is at an all-time bad. I've been spending my... I've spent money. I've spent my Google Play credit. Um, and I'm playing with janky-ass decks like... I think the only complete deck I have is Fortune Lady because you get most of those cards for free. <laughs> but um, my Invoke deck, my Element Saber Invoke deck is super janky. XZ's cards, yes. I think when DSOD came out, it put off XZ's for another bit of time. Hopefully it'll come soon. I do like a new mechanic. And we do have a lot of cards that work for XZ's. Like the um, Constellars, we got all those cards. And those scream XZ's, right? And I personally haven't played XZ's in the TCG, but I heard they're pretty pretty good. Hard Game Penguin says, Back before Beatdown got nerfed, I got so tired of people playing as Kaiba. Now I feel the same way about Ishizu, every other game switching with Atem and Spell Specialist. Also watching Dark Lord players scoop when I use No Mortal on their graveyard is pretty good. Um, yeah, um... There's definitely a thing about certain metas and dual skills, and that's why we see dual skills go away. I've, I think Steel Tombs got nerfed before, and I was expecting it to get nerfed again, really. And once the saturation gets to a certain point, they're going to have to do something about it. Um, Shirinui being as good as it is and being a deck from a mini box, I'm not expecting anything different. And... Yeah, Spell Specialist Yugi is a new thing with the Shiranui, so you know we're going to see more of that. Um, definitely, this ebbs and flows. Maybe they should give more dual skills to different characters so that they um, they actually... There's actually an element of surprise, but sometimes you see the Legendary Duelist, you, know, you switch your game plan up. Obviously, you can't side deck cards in a ranked duel, but you change your mindset about how you approach the game in a tactic game. The L game says, I feel the game is becoming very pay-to-win now, repeated events, and things just seem stale. New Legend rank is just rubbish. Those two extra ranks seem to punish so many for ages. Yep, I agree very much with the pay-to-win. Gems are just not coming in the way they used to, it seems. Events are pretty much the same. They do, you know, they do sneak in something every so often. They, they have gotten rid of old events. So they don't see those um, DD Towers anymore, for example. They do, um, I think the feedback liked the mission circuit and the dual quest. That's why we get those every month. Um, yeah, we saw the Carly event recently where she gave us uh, the fortunes. Those are That was a cool innovation. We didn't really do anything for it, but it was a good way to get free stuff. Uh, train your Karibo event. That's like the same thing. It's like a repeated event. You just got a ticket in the end. Like, who cares? <laughs> um, 
And then they're doing Turbo Duels. I don't know. I think they had to get into like XZs, like some kind of different theme to push it out. But yeah, definitely more creativity is needed. And then the thing about the Legend rank. Yeah, I'm I'm right in the middle of that right now, Legend 5. Um, more frustration, more... It's like less incentive to play ranked. I think that's the best way to talk about it. Um, they they tried to push people to play ranked. They always say how good the rewards are. It's easier to play than ever. And then they add two legend ranks. Like I don't get it. Like you're gonna get king of games. Your skill level is not gonna change, right? I'm a fifty eight percent. I think I think that's all I last checked. I'm a fifty eight percent player. That's that should be good enough for. <laughs> King of Games, right? But they're going to make me struggle for extra things. And then, like, you get... You don't get more rewards later on. Like, you you have to grind, like, 20 extra wins and rank to get your gems or your stones, right? It's kind of stupid. Tiny Sophion, she says, Grass is OP. Give me sub-terror support. That is all. So, I, uh, I personally... I personally hate sub-terrors. Like, they're kind of on that same list as Metaphys. They're a little better than Metaphys because there's more counterplay with them. They actually hit you with things. Um, don't infinitely gain life, but the the warrior that keeps coming back from the graveyard, that's the one that kills me. I'm fine with the other, the big guys banishing your things. That's cool, whatever, but that guy, that warrior, I, I can't stand the warrior. But, yes, she's she's referring to uh, Spell Specialist Grass Shirinui, of course. The deck is just crazy. Um, or discovered the burgeoning roll flame thing really put it together. And Shirinui have Spirit Master. Spirit Master is probably like the MVP, I think. It's constant effect removal on your cards. And um, the Synchro Monsters are pretty strong themselves. Obviously, you know, flipping them to zero defense is how you beat them, but then they just come back and bring their Synchro back from the graveyard. So it's a very tough hill to climb against. Grass uh, Grass Shirinui. Shin Domino says, I think it's pretty messed up how much hate Six Sams gets. But as soon as an OP deck is revealed, everyone hits copy and paste and has a pocket Six Sams deck. Oh, it's for farming only. I hate Six Sams. Two words, bullshit. Yep. Um, Six Sams has kind of fallen out of the wayside, but still a a deck you can use play um you know your ranked duels super easy to play not super easy to play i've played a lot i played a lot of six sams and they do pretty well with um in the metas where there was like a super strong trap card i mean magic card that they used like uh, neos fusion against those decks like type of things like that and the inherent protections are pretty good now it seems like six sams are kind of going into the wayside of double um triple dual wields and things like that um Copy and pasting, that's kind of the thing about card games. When Hearthstone came out, everyone was praising about, you know, you're building your original decks, and then all these websites came out, all these streamers uh, with their really good decks, and people just net deck. And, um, I mean, I, I honestly just net decked my Fortune Lady, the new Fortune Lady decks. The, the Invoke decks I kind of just made myself because I don't have all the cards, so that's kind of the situation where I'm in with Invoked. But for the Fortune Lady decks, I'm going to do what I have to do to win the game. And um, we're getting to you know, King of Games is the goal. Once I get to King of Games, I can chill. I could kind of put my spin on my Fortune Lady deck. But 
when I have all the cards, I'm just going to see what the best players are using. And part of it is just me not being a deck builder myself and, you know, not willing to sacrifice games with an inferior deck when someone smarter than me has a better idea there. So I'm not entirely against net decking. I think it gets you through games when you want to win. Um, but once you're there, you could just chill, I think. Med Ali Talbi says, I think that the gem economy or whatever it's called in the game is really bad. I only open main boxes twice, and each one needs 9,000 gems. So with ranked duels, characters, and events, it takes like a month to open one box, which is a huge grind. Yep. This guy, this is a pretty, um, one of the best explanations of the problems with the gem economy. Um, sometimes you're just going to have to skip that main box. Wait for the mini box. Hope it's good. And uh, <laughs> hope it's good. Um, you know, one thing they could do is give us more characters. They give us characters once a month now, I've noticed. So they're raising the SOD character limit to 35, which is a very marginal amount of gems. Maybe, maybe like 600. I'm just estimating there. Um, yeah, and. The lotteries have so many diluted cards, you just keep getting the same SRs you got from the third time it was around and things like that, and they're just turned into stones. I think the most useful thing about the batch conversion is the rare stones. <laughs> I always run out of rare stones, and that's like the limiting factor for me making prismatic cards, and um, it's kind of stupid. It's like you turn those prismatic cards into a thousand dual assessment, and what's the chance of that? getting you a gem every, every duel, right? So, yes, uh, Mohammed, it's a real, real problem. Great point. You're going to have to play cheap, skip boxes, and yeah. Without the crafting economy that Deck Tech was always talking about, it's a big problem. XAC19 says, I think the game is at its best now since release. I enjoy deck building and testing the most and now there is a good number of cards to make so many fun decks. Also, the current meta is not as annoying as it used to be. People have so many options now. Yeah, I do agree. I do I do agree with the meta not being a complaint. Um, obviously, with Yu-Gi-Oh, the cards never really go away. Digital card games go on rotations. Typically, they take out entire sets. That's not going to happen with Yu-Gi-Oh. You're just going to ha- keep having a bigger collection. They're going to occasionally, very rarely, put cards on the limit list. And those are the cards you can't use because it's too good. But it's a Yu-Gi-Oh way of having all the cards at once. Your brain has to expand. Um, I'm going to keep forgetting cards. How it is. And it really opens up play for future mechanics. Of course, deck building, you can combine everything together. really becomes difficult. Um, And it's it's a cool deck building challenge for sure. And the meta is not bad right now. I do agree with that. There's a lot of decks in the top meta. Even when you see a tournament scene, even though this week it was all Dark Magician, uh, next week it could be something else. And a lot of the lower tier decks could still, you know, very well play ranked duels. Um, there definitely were uh, annoying decks in the past. Uh, Sylvan's being one that I remember really fondly. So, you know, the decks beat you. They beat you fair, I guess. That's... That's something that you could hope for. And finally, 
see. Nautical Dream says, I just started playing the game for nostalgia purposes and I love that they have the voices of the characters. I'm not at all... I'm not, I'm not all that versed in deck building, but it's fun to go down memory lane. So, yeah. They actually got all the characters uh, from the show, the voice actors to voice the characters. There may have been one that got lost or something, but they use most of them. And it's very authentic. Of course, being a Konami game, they have standards like that to make um, the game authentic. Um, being a nostalgia thing, I kind of Reminds me of Pokemon, and Pokemon's a big deal now because, you know, everyone played it or watched it back then. So that's the same thing that's going on with Duel Links. That is kind of why I got into it. Um, when Deck Tech told me about the game three years ago, I immediately got on that day, and I haven't put the game down since. I've been playing for over a thousand days. Um, yeah, nostalgia just got me back into it. That is it for the Just chatting section thank you everyone for celebrating 150 um i'm honored to do this podcast um i don't know what changes are coming down the line i may be selling ads i don't know if i am but if i do i'll try to make it very minimum (laughs) um of course i have to write the script for ads and things like that but we'll see uh we'll see what uh comes forth but pretty much everything's the same right now for me i'm still going to do this podcast um yeah that's all i have to say i'm thank uh thank you for everyone for listening for all these years move on to doug's casual deck of the week doug dimidul the other member uh contributor of this podcast Yu-Gi-Oh deck talk he has a banished deck that will banish your wallet yourself and your opponent dd banished deck using some of the new cards their banished mechanics and of course uh, Sarah with Mind of the Planet, so the goal is just to get rid of all their cards. Warning though, this deck is very casual. I won't win a ton of games with this deck, but when you do win one, it'll be pretty cool. Doug Dimidul's casual deck of the week is here. Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. This week I am running a deck using the skill Mind of the Plana from um, Sarah within the Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Side of Dimensions uh, group there. And I wanted to run a uh, fairly expensive deck and fairly inefficient deck uh, that's not really competitive in the meta, but again, this is why it's a casual deck. Uh, I wanted to use the DD archetype, all right? I know that they are uh, stretched out and missing a lot of key components, but they have given us a few of the monsters that are associated with that archetype, so I wanted to put put together a deck using basically what we have so far, and, you know, I mean, the banishing mechanic uh, for the longest time was a really powerful tool to use, but now it seems like we've been introducing a lot of new archetypes, things like Metaphys, and, uh, you know, at least this Dark Magician shenanigans and the Shiranuri and, and whatever, all these different uh, Banish Effect monsters, uh, where this DD effect may be um, 
I, I you know, it may not be as effective, but a lot of what this revolves around is um uh, is really just the whole banish uh, mechanic. So we've been recently uh, released a copy of DD Warrior Lady, which is a level 4 warrior, 1500 attack, 1600 defense. This is a UR in the most recent main box. Uh, after damage calculation, when this card battles an opponent's monster, you can banish that monster and then also banish this card. So uh, the nice part about this one is that you have the option to, uh, if they run into your, uh, your monster and uh, you don't want to necessarily banish that card, you don't have to. Uh, so it gives you a little bit more, uh, a little bit more options. So if you have three copies of it, that'll be great. Uh, if you don't, then run however many copies of it you have. Same thing with DD Assailant. Another UR from a main box. This is one card that I still don't have my third copy of. Uh, after damage calculation, when this card is destroyed by battle with an opponent's monster, banish that monster, and then also banish this card. So uh, this is another one of those option banish type uh, type options. Uh, then we also have DD Sprite. This was, I believe, a reward from the ranked ladder from the UR uh, tickets. This is a fairy tuner, level 1, 0 attack, 100 defense. You can special summon this card from your hand by removing from play one face-up monster you control. If you do, return the remove from play monster to the field during the next stand by phase. So this will open you up to some pretty cheap, uh, you know, uh, plays for some synchro monsters. Uh, you could do a level uh, nine if you have two level fours on the field, or you could just do a level five if you have this level one tuner plus a level four. Now, if you want to not use the mind of planet, which by the way, the effect, if you don't recall what this one is, uh, you just send whatever cards are in your opponent's banished zone to the shadow realm to disappear from the uh, duel entirely. It's a fantastic effect. Uh, it's just probably one of my favorite effects in the game right now as far as uh, uh, legendary duelist skills. So really, really cool. Uh, anyway, back to DD Sprite. Uh, yeah, this is just a good way to trigger some banish effects, specifically for DD Destroyer. It's a level 4. Uh, when this card on the field is removed from play, you can select one face-up card your opponent controls and destroy it. So this is essentially your bread-and-butter combo, is to summon a DD Destroyer and then use your DD Sprite to uh, banish your DD Destroyer and uh, target and destroy one of your opponent's cards. Uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, then next we have is DD Warrior. This was a rare from one of the uh, uh, structured decks that we had early on. After damage calculation, when this card battles a monster, banish that monster and also banish this card. Now the one thing that I kind of want to point out too with a lot of these banish effects uh, is that there is no targeting involved because that's one of the caveats that we find with a lot of these stronger archetypes and a lot of these stronger boss monsters is the uh, uh, ability to not be targeted. Well, these banish effects do not target. So, uh, you know, you want to take that into consideration when planning a future DD deck build. Uh, now, as for some of the uh, support cards here, we have some uh, spell cards, DDR, Different Dimension, Reincarnation. It's an equip spell where you discard one card and then target one of your banished monsters, special summon it face-up attack position, and equip it with this card. When this card leaves the field, destroy the equipped monster. Uh, 
So this is another UR. This is why I'm saying this deck is very expensive, but not very good. Uh, also, too, because of the banish effects, I run my, my two copies because it's semi-limited of World Legacy Clash, where you banish one face-up monster you control until the end phase, and then target one face-up monster your opponent controls. That target loses attack and defense equal to the original attack and defense of the banished monster. So, uh, effectively, you could pair this card as well with DD Destroyer. Put that on the field, activate your World Legacy Clash, uh, maybe... You know, target one face-up card your opponent controls uh, and destroy it, and then also target a separate one and reduce its attack by a 1,000. So this could be a pretty powerful combo. And then finally, I like to run my three copies of Premature Return. This is where you banish uh, one card from your hand and then target one of your banished monsters, special summon it in face-down defense position. So it kind of allows you to recycle some monsters with a lot of these cards, especially DD Warrior Lady and uh, DD Assailant, as well as uh, DD Warrior. Doesn't matter if they're face up or face down to really utilize their fe- their effects to their full potential. So uh, yeah, sp- you know, summoning a monster from your banished zone face down uh, still a pretty solid effect. So uh, now as to um, you know how well this deck does with um, you know just some of the standard duelists, nah, not very good. But Again, it's kind of an archetype that I'm very interested in, and I know that there uh, is potential support coming in the future for uh, for a pretty solid DD deck. But now with the new emphasis on banishing cards and the uh, kind of the new hype around banishing cards, this is an archetype that I do want to keep my eye on in the future. So if you get a chance, build a DD deck. I'm sure you can come up with some more effective and more efficient ways to make this deck more competitive. But in a casual setting, this is not bad. So anyway, that's it for my casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. All right. Thanks, Doug. And you check out his decks here in this podcast every week. Check out his Twitter page, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. We're going to end this episode with the upcoming news. We got the upcoming news for February. Uh, DSOD Joey is coming January 27th. Um, this is the new character, obviously. Um, kind of looks the same. It's got, uh, DSOD characters are a little more touched up. But he has like the blue and white shirt with the green jacket. So it kind of combines uh, his outfits from the regular show. So we're getting new cards, Dice It and DD Seeker. He'll probably give us more like uh, gambling cards too. So that uh, the gambling may um, may have implications for Barrel Dragon again. So if you do have Barrel Dragon, uh, any of those other um, what should we call it? Uh, the Sartorius decks, like the I forgot Master of Destiny decks. I forgot what they're called. Um, Joey, of course, also has red eyes and warriors, so it's inter- it's interesting when Joey gets new cards because they could be pretty useful. Of course, Super Joey was known for being one of the most broken events ever. AC Cup is happening February sixth to sixteenth, so first half of February will be you know your intense ranked duels. the The meta probably will be the same as the one right now, so. That may gauge how much you play the KFC Cup, of course. And, of course, you play the KFC Cup for rewards, since we just talked about how starved of gems we are. Dual Quest is back. 
as it is every month, early February. Mid-February, Duelist Chronicles GX Society of Light, Season 2 of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. I feel like they did this one last time already. Yeah, they reha- this is a repeat event, actually. Um, new card, Dragonic Tactics, and a new Aster Phoenix skill. Mid-February, Mission Circuit. Uh, that's our every month thing. New card called Double Ripple. Mid-February, Dark Signer Carly Carmine's event is retired. Late February, Obtain Blair Flanagan. So that's our new Legendary Duelist. Late February, Scheming Weevil. New cards, Shiny Black Sea Squatter and Token Collector. And finally, the thing we were waiting for, Late February, DSOD characters level cap up to 35 that is it for the podcast. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Listen and subscribe anywhere. Please leave comments anywhere. Subscribe on anything you like you listen to podcasts with. Uh, check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with any inquiries, dualassessment at gmail.com or Twitter, dual underscore assessment or my own account, which I barely use, Green Ranger CCG. That is it. Thanks, everyone. I will see you next time.